the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Risking if you don't take advantage of the discount shopping club at 989theanswer.com or theanswerdayton.com. Imagine you need a new mattress and you pay full price somewhere. When you could have gone to the Discount Shopping Club and gotten a certificate from Mac Mattress Outlet that would give you $250 off a purchase of a mattress for $500. Or if you paid $1,000 for the mattress at Mac Mattress, you could get $500 off because they're so nice. They don't put a limit on how many certificates you can use. Likewise, Smith Co. Equipment Company makes available great deals on leaf blowers, lawn mowers, stump grinders, commercial edgers, and grills. But you got to go to the Discount Shopping Club at 989theanswer.com or at theanswerdayton.com and click on shopping. So if the city of Columbus paid almost a million dollars to investigate what it was positive were rogue cops from the George Floyd riots and then gave five and three-quarter million dollars to 30-some supposed victims, uh, you would think uh, they would have a lot more to show for that than uh, one minor internal affairs beef against 24 accused officers, and that they would not have batted 0 for 3 on criminal charges filed against uh, three police officers. But that is the case. That is the case. Uh, The special prosecutor in the final case to be dismissed, that of Sergeant Philip Walls, who was accused of pepper-spraying demonstrators at the uh, riots downtown. Special Prosecutor Brad Nicodemus, who nevertheless is going to get paid a lot of money, despite not getting a conviction or even bringing charges, uh, he looked at the tape, he heard the evidence, he talked to the witnesses, and this is what he said of why he decided to dismiss charges against Sergeant Philip Walls. I don't think it was an unreasonable use of force. I know some people do. Even if it was unreasonable, it was not excessively unreasonable that it became criminal. Mm-hmm. Anybody who didn't have a predisposition to hate cops because, look, they're wearing a police uniform. Look, they're stopping people from rioting. Look, they're telling people to disperse. How hateful. How racist. How terrible. They're trying to keep order in our city. Anybody who was not predisposed to that opinion would have come to the same conclusion as Brad Nicodemus. But, of course, the people who were in a decision-making vein, Andrew Ginther, Zach Klein, and others, they are predisposed to think all cops are bad. And why are they predisposed to think all cops are bad? Because they perceive, they perceive, probably incorrect, but they perceive that their constituents overwhelmingly believe that all cops are bad. And that's an opinion they're willing to take because... It gives them continued access to the power that they hold. That's why. That's why. So did the uh, Columbus Dispatch, in its uh, excellent journalisming, dare to ask 
I don't know, Police Chief Elaine Bryant about the 0 for 3 record against cops in court? No, they did not. Uh, Did they get a comment from Andrew Ginther about, hey, Andrew, you spent directly more than $6 million, almost seven, on this failed pursuit of social justice? Here, let me digress a second. If you ever hear the word justice and it has an adjective beside it, it is not justice. Okay? It's the opposite of justice. Social justice requires what? Penalizing someone for something done in the past. Well, that's not really justice because the person you're penalizing probably didn't have anything to do with what happened in the past. Environmental justice. Well, it's not justice to the uh, consumers of fossil fuels like you and me. It's not justice to the oil companies. It's not justice to the people who work for oil companies and need to uh, be able to drill and refine oil. It's not justice to them. So anytime you see the word justice and it has an adjective, chances are that tells you it's really not justice. But no, the Columbus Dispatch, and this reporter was Jordan Laird, uh, did not get a comment from Andrew Ginther or Zach Klein or anyone on city council. But I guess the taxpayers, you know, the taxpayers in Linden and Franklinton and the Hilltop and all the areas of Columbus where they heavily vote Democrat, I guess, you know, I guess everything's hunky-dory in their communities, and they don't need more police enforcement. They couldn't, they probably couldn't find a use for the $7 million that Andrew Ginther and his administration wasted on this empty, agenda-driven investigation of police. Now, when you factor in the $200,000 buyouts that Columbus paid the 100 officers who have quit because, funny thing about police officers, they don't like to work for an administration that does not have their back. Well, that, 200000 times 100 officers, that's a million dollars for every five officers. Mm. Five goes into 120 times. Five goes into 200 40 times. Wow, we're talking some serious cash here that the city laid out. Uh, all for Andrew Ginther to keep his job because, hey, look, look, look. I went after those cops. I tried. I tried really hard. Now, back to the uh, Whitehall police whose cruisers were rammed yesterday by this 16-year-old. Would you like to hear what the uh, police had to say and what an observer in the Turkey Hill where this happened had to say, here's uh, Columbus Deputy Chief Dan Kelso noting that when the driver was pulled out of the stolen Hyundai with their officers' guns drawn, he was laughing at the officers. Deputy Chief Kelso said, these juveniles are not concerned with the ramifications to their actions. They think this is funny. Yeah, I guess most people who are laughing do think something's funny. He says, it is a really dangerous situation. They could hit an officer. They could hit a citizen. Yes, this is true. As for the uh, occupant of the... Here's how they had to finally stop this kid. He was ramming into the cruiser and he was going to get away. So the Whitehall cruiser had to back up, accelerate, ram into the stolen car, which then in turn knocked it into another car at the Turkey Hill, which happened to belong to the guy on the counter in the Turkey Hill. So Channel 6, WSYX, ABC6.com on the web. Talk to this gentleman. 
who's watching all this happen from inside the store. This is a big day at the Turkey Hill in Whitehall. You got a stolen car, cops converging on the stolen car, the stolen car trying to ram the cops' car, or actually not trying, ramming the cops' cars to get away. The cops with their guns drawn, the juveniles getting out laughing. So this is all what this guy inside at the counter of the Turkey Hill sees between selling lottery tickets and, uh, you know, beverages, coffee, and the like. And he tells ABC6, they weren't trying to stop and they weren't listening. They didn't care at all. They had no care in the world. The way he was acting and how he was doing it, you could tell he didn't care. He didn't care about his own life. Yeah, that's true. He didn't care about his own life. Because his life stinks. And why does his life stink? Because of policies advocated by guess who? Andrew Ginther and other Democrats all the way up the chain. From the city to the state to the nation. All the way up the chain. All the way back in the chain to Lyndon Johnson and the Great Society and welfare payments, which increased single motherhood in black homes and which destroyed the black family, which removed discipline from the black family, which is why you have juveniles stealing cars and laughing about it when they're pulled out with cops having their guns drawn. Here's another quote from Dan Kelso, Deputy Chief of Columbus Police. If you chase them, we've got a 12, 13, and 14-year-old that has done nothing but watch Grand Theft Auto and thinks he can drive everywhere but doesn't maybe understand the ramifications of his actions, and he's going to crash and kill people. Versus do we just let that go and hope that they don't crash and kill somebody? We have to take some kind of action to stop that before it happens. We get almost in every case a juvenile who makes a flippant comment that, quote, I'll be out tomorrow. I'll be out tonight. In fact, a few months ago, we actually took a group of them out to jail. They walked right out, stole a staff member's car. <laughs> I'm laughing at the absurdity of this. There seems to be, Chief Kelso says, no remorse whatsoever or care on their part. Exactly. Exactly. Why? Why is there no remorse or no care? Because there's no consequences. There's no consequences. If you were going to be pulled out of a car at gunpoint, and you knew you were going to do a couple of years in prison, you might have a different perspective on the gravity of what you had just done. If you were going to be made to work a job, like if the juvenile detention had a situation where you had to work a job 60, 70 hours a week, you were still incarcerated, but you were working and every penny that you made went to the poor, unfortunate soul on the counter at Turkey Hill to reimburse him for the damage to his car, you might have a different view of the gravity of your actions. Uh, The other day, I noted that the uh, plethora, that's the word of the day, plethora, plethora of Hyundais and Kias being stolen in central Ohio, uh, that that... um, pandemic had spread to uh, Dayton and Montgomery County, where juveniles uh, responding to a TikTok challenge were now starting to steal lots and lots of Kias and lots and lots of Hyundais. It is uh, only one of the things 
that we have true in central Ohio that are now proving to be true in west central Ohio. From the WHIO staff, Channel 7, Dayton police are now struggling to keep officers, just like Columbus, where they've paid 100 officers who didn't buy into the vision, the reimagined vision of Elaine Bryan, Andrew Ginther, and Zach Klein. Uh, They got rid of those officers. Their most experienced officers paid them a ton of money to go away, but probably other suburban departments where the dangers are not nearly as grand as they are being a Columbus police officer, and the pay is just as good, if not better. I'm happy for the officers. I am sad for the citizens of Columbus that are losing good officers. And my guess is the same thing's going on in Dayton. Uh, Dayton FOP President Kyle Thomas says most officers understand the danger of the job, and that is why officers are leaving unless they feel support from their managers and elected leaders who employ them. Hello! This is not any different in law enforcement than it is in the job you're doing now or the job I'm doing now. Don't you want to feel like you have the support of the people who supervise you? Yes, you do. And when you feel like they don't have your back, they don't respect your talent, what do you do? Well, you look for some place that will. And these officers are not any different. Uh, Thomas President of Dayton FOP and Police Lodge Number 44 said, These men and women make great decisions, and the community needs to hear it, not from us, but from the people they elect. Yeah, they want the politicians to back them, to support them. And he notes that when police officers lose that connection to the community, when they're not supported by mayors, by city council, by state reps, And when you have lunatics like Joyce Beatty throwing in with Ilhan Omar and AOC and Rashidi Tlaib and the squad in either outrightly or tacitly supporting the defund the police movement, well, then your Dayton FOP president says, when officers lose that connection to the community, to the leadership itself, compensation can shift from number two or number three on the list of priorities to be number one. Yeah, if you're going to... If you're going to dog people and denigrate people, you can get away with it if you pay them really, really well because money's a motivator. But if you don't pay them really, really well and they don't have your support, then they go look for a better job elsewhere. Now, that kind of same sort of phenomenon is present in politics. When you feel like your elected officials have your back as a voter, you feel like they are trying to do what will be good for you. It might take a little time for the policy to take effect, those kinds of things. Well, then you'll continue to support that politician. But when you have politicians who enact policies that don't make any sense to you and people who have no stake in the assessment of whether the policy is good or bad, they just evaluate it in a down-the-middle fashion, sometimes siding with one side of the aisle, sometimes siding with another side of the aisle, when those people say, this isn't going to work. This is going to make it worse, not better. Well, then you tend to get very impatient with politicians, and you tend to exercise your power, which you get sometimes every year, sometimes every two years, sometimes every four years. And in the case of Sherrod Brown, we don't get a chance to get his sorry 
tail out of the U.S. Senate only every six years. So yesterday when I sat in my living room and I watched Joe Biden exult over his so-called Inflation Reduction Act, when I watched him lie about how transformative it would be, and when I heard him demonize every single Republican voted against it, I'm like, good, that's why I'm a Republican supporter. Because this is not going to reduce inflation. And you know how I know it's not going to reduce inflation? Because in a few cases recently, I've pointed out to you that the Associated Press which used to be a down-the-middle news organization where if you voiced any kind of leanings toward one particular side of the aisle or another, you would get called out by your bosses at the Associated Press. But lately, the Associated Press has become highly, highly, highly partisan. Well, now, the Associated Press, in its coverage of the Signing and implementation of the Inflation Reduction Act, uh, funny thing, is not referring to the Inflation Reduction Act as an inflation reduction bill. In the lead to its story, the Associated Press referred to the Inflation Reduction Act as President Biden's, and I quote, new climate, tax, and health care law. And in paragraph two, referred to it as landmark climate change and health care bill. So one of the big lies that Biden tells about this Inflation Reduction Act regards the vast expansion of the Internal Revenue Service. The IRS's budget annually is $12.6 billion. It is getting in this bill an $80 billion funding boost. Its budget is going up by more than five times its current budget. The plan is to hire 87,000 IRS agents. And yet Joe Biden says repeatedly, No one earning less than $400,000 a year will pay a penny more in federal taxes. Now, that is a lie. That is a lie because there's a backlog of audits right now, and when they hire the new agents, they're going to go to the people who are backlogged for an audit, and they're going to put the heat on them to pay more. A lot of people, and the numbers show that the vast disproportionate share of audits fall on people who are middle to low income. What about one of those nonpartisan, down-the-middle evaluators? The Committee for a Responsible Financial Budget says that in the new Inflation Reduction Act, over 10 years, the expansion of the IRS is designed to bring in $200 billion in new tax revenue. Don't ever worry. Don't worry, Bruce. It's not going to come from anybody making less than $400,000 a year, not according to the Committee for the Financial Responsible Financial Budget. It says that $20 billion of that will come from people making less than $400,000 a year. $20 billion. You say, well, uh, it'll just be a little bit, a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit. He said, not a penny more in federal income taxes. No one who does not have a deep investiture in Joe Biden 
continuing to be president or becoming president again. No one who does not hold that view believes him, nor should you believe him, because nothing he has said has been true since he got in there. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.